forever waiting for someone to like us. What if I just came up and grabbed you in the balls? Oh, just a little bit evil. Yeah. But sometimes you just want to be a cum dumpster. Sometimes you do. <laughs> Hello, my little sex kittens. This is Raven, and welcome to Raven After Dark. One, two, three. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about sex, baby. <laughs> Featuring our first ever guest. Woo! Welcome to Raven After Dark, bitches. Hello, my beautiful sex kittens. Today is an extra magical day in the world because you don't get to hear just one beautiful, sexy voice today. Your ear holes are about to be blessed with two of the most beautiful voices your ear holes have ever heard in their entire lives. Some people would describe this person as a songbird of our generation. I just call her my best friend. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you Miss Mar. Hello, hello. Welcome. Coming to the stage is now the beautiful Raven After Dark. <laughs> Don't worry, we have not been signed yet, so if uh, any producers out there are looking, we're open and available. Please give us money. Help us, rapport. So today's a pretty fun day. We have our first guest on. We're going to talk about some interesting things. So Mariah and I have known each other for 16 beautifully long years now. We met in seventh years. grade. A pretty right. freaking long time. And it's been pretty magical. And she... She's a beautiful lady. She's my an all-time bad bitch. Hasn't always been pretty, though. You know, we were just talking about that. We both feel that you can't trust people that weren't... Ugly ducklings. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why I picked out right there. The pictures <laughs> of us from, mid, like, early teenagerhood are just full uh, fucking nostalgia. So awkward. So weird. Maybe maybe we'll post some of them. I'll have to really dig through the you Facebook. Need, are you need glasses to later. I had, like, the... You had braces. I had glasses. So together we were, like, the quintessential fucking nerd from a TV show. And Mariah has bright red hair, and she used to have super long, super tight, curly-cue hair, and it was magical. Kind of looks like Fern... Not Fern. Uh, the... Merida. Meredith from Brave. Yeah. Yes. That was Mariah. It took a long time, but honestly, I just feel like you can't trust people that were attractive when they were younger. They take it for granted. They take it for granted and they don't understand the struggle and what it takes and how you have to find other ways to be an interesting person because you're not attractive. So I definitely think that's one of the reasons that I think I'm so funny because <laughs> I wasn't cute. I was taller than everybody in my class. I have to be funny. Like... It, it had to balance out. Also, any guy that was, like, hot, quote-unquote, I'm making air bunnies, in, like, 2008, now has a receding hairline and is, like, gonna so be an true. EMT driver. Like, so true. Like, the only options here. They peaked in grade school, peaked in high yeah, school. Yeah. And they I still think they're hot. Yeah. They I, probably have one of those forest tattoos that, like, starts at their <laughs> wrist and goes up towards their elbow. And they're like, it just has a really deep meaning, deep man. Meaning. And I'm like, yeah, because you're, what? You think ramen is, like, kill super fancy food. Like, calm down, sir. <laughs> White boys. A white man? No! What would we do if we didn't have Chads in the world? What would we do? You know my dad's name? I was going to say is that. Chad I did. not a Chad? Yes, it's... he is. He's the... How old is your dad? Your dad's the same as my mom. They're like 50 years old. 50 uh, years 50s. old. Uh, so it's just like a boomer Chad. Think back to your kind Christmas of. experience. He was wearing boat shoes on Christmas. <laughs> At least he wasn't wearing the toe shoes thing, which we saw last night because we went out and there was oh, this guy with toe shoes. Oh my gosh. Friends, we have to talk about something here. Ryan and I went out last night. We had a great freaking time. Went to goth night. 
got a goth rock on. We're dancing around. Went to this shitty sports bar. Out Only goths high. in the place. Only got. Oh we're my not gosh, like full time goths, but we were like we were working out last night. Oh, it, it was, was great. Cute. It was. We were looking hot. Mariah has this. Uh, is, is it latex? Was that the latex skirt? No, no. It's just almost like a leather skirt, but it was like it was very it was Beetlejuice hot. vibes. Very Beetlejuice, black and white stripes. But anyways, we we go to Champs. We're hanging out at Champs. We're standing there talking. And all of a sudden, this random ass dude comes up to Mariah and puts his hand, partially grabs her hip, like middle hip, and just starts like grabs her hip and then walks around the backside of her and kind of turns her and starts talking to her. And I'm standing there and I'm like, what the fuck is this motherfucker doing? And I'm like so, not conditioned, but like... It men are so stupid and it happens so often. I didn't even think about it. Like it only it took a third party looking at me and like seeing it happen to realize that there was anything that was off. You know what I mean? Like the bystander effect in a good way. It was it was so frustrating. So this dude comes up, touches my wife, and he's he's he starts talking to her and asking about like bar or something. He reeked of alcohol and then you turned away to like grab your drink or something and I was like, Hey man, like you always have to ask somebody to touch them. Like you have to ask for consent. Yeah. This fucking guy goes, oh, fuck consent. I don't care about that. And I was like, oh, really? It's almost 2022. What do you mean you don't care about consent? You always have to ask people for consent. Like, don't you dare touch my wife again. He's She's like, like oh, going man. off. I can see, I like, the smoke coming out of her ears. Off. I was heated. And, and honestly, like, it really wasn't a – I stand corrected because I was going to say it wasn't a bad – like touch or interaction, but it's more of the deeper fact of okay, he thought it was okay that, was that he could touch you. Like, never hmm. apologize. Thinking about that, he never did. He just got super defensive, and it's it's not acceptable. You're not allowed to touch people. You're not allowed to touch people. You don't know. And men with touching of the hips or the lower backs, like why do you think it's okay to touch us? So I popped off on this motherfucker. Nah, yo, hold my poodle. Hold my poodle. Hey, yo, what's up? Y'all got a problem? And we he kept asking for a bar to go to for tonight. We told him to go to the gay bar that we were just at because he was from out of town. But I don't even know if you noticed when you were like talking to him and I went to go to her jackets because I was like trying to like just move us away. I was like, I don't want to deal with it anymore. There was a bunch of guys at the pool table, get there Mariah, uh, behind you that were like, they were obviously watching, but they weren't doing anything. Like obviously you weren't like fighting him or anything, no. but like the men, were, yeah, the men were aware of what was going on and I was like... I am a feminist, but at the same time, like, if a girl touched you and you didn't want it, I'd be like, what the fuck, bitch? Like, yeah. come on now. Let's get with it. Yeah, and it's just the, the, lack of con- the lack of concern or care and just thinking that you can just go up and arbitrarily touch somebody and it'd be okay. And you expect me to be okay with it. Like, what if I just came up and grabbed you in the balls? Yeah. Don't, don't grab men. Randomly. No, don't grab men. Don't grab, don't touch anybody without asking them. Always consent. Even if it's just hugging, even if it's all good vibes, you never know what people are going through. You never know what's going to trigger them and upset them. Don't fucking touch my. Or wife if you're again. selfish, they could just have germs. Like think about how many times. COVID. Don't touch COVID. I, I love that you went COVID, and I immediately was like, I've seen so many men come out of the bathroom with dirty hands. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't want to touch one of those. Like he, he, that guy smelled bad. So I'm just like, you don't wash your hands after your pee. You don't even do that little wiggle thing. Which the fact that men don't have to use toilet paper confuses the fuck out of me. I mean, I get it, but it's still just frustrating. It's I don't I don't like it. It's weird. I had not this that I dude... want them to start, but like. I think it was when I was in community college. He did a whole speech on how everybody should wash their hands before going to the bathroom. Yeah. And I do that. Every, yeah. And, and after, and I do that every single time with work because my hands would get so dirty and they mm-hmm. just feel grody. But having, but like, we don't have to directly like touch our vaginas per se. Yeah. It might happen on accident, but dudes like wash your hands before it's gross. And then also think about this. Half of, half of the world's population, just under half, because I do think there's like 51% yeah. more females. Mm-hmm. Half of the hands in the world have had a dick in them. And when you go to shake somebody's hand or touch Probably somebody's hands. Probably more than half. 
Well, I, th- I think there's more women in the world than men. Yeah, but men touch their own dicks all the time. That is true. So it's probably like, I don't know how many ace people there are on the world, but I'm going to say at least 90% of the population has had a penis in their hand. <laughs> has had a penis in their hand. Not counting like doctors and bullshit, just like recreationally. <laughs> recreationally, just trying to be polite. I got a dick. So every time you go to shake somebody's hand or give them a high five from now on, think of a dick in there. <laughs> yeah, they didn't watch. I don't fucking know. Well, it's like, there was, okay, so I was talking to this other guy at the bar too, and he like, I'm talking about like body autonomy and how far you sit from people. He was like, talk to me. He bought me a drink. This was fine. I'm like, look across the bar. And I was like, we were watching each other. I have been moved from a, to a second location and I should not have gone this far and like trying to get back. And so I would like take a step back and then he would come forward and then take mm. a step back, come forward. And he put his hand on me. And in that moment, I'm not even a germaphobe, which is funny. Uh, I was like, mm, you probably have dirty hands, sir. Yeah, just and he's a, he was supposed to be supposedly air bunnies again, a doctor or like training to be a doctor. And I'm like, stop touching people. Okay, just because you're a doctor doesn't mean, pff, what? I'm you're dirty. To, yeah, scrub you're up. You're scrub, you're somebody's scrubbing up in the bar. <laughs> got their gloves on and shit. I need I my know. bleach. But then somehow we got on the topic of me being an egg donor. <clears throat> oh, okay. okay. Which is weird because, like, real deep in, like, 30 seconds. Most guys are, like, very okay with egg donors, which is weird. But if you ask guys about, like, selling their sperm, like, we call it egg donation, but it's fucking not. It's egg selling. You're yeah. selling your body. Most guys don't want to sell their sperm. Which I think is interesting. Really? Because I feel like when I've mentioned it to guy friends that you've done that Mm -hmm. and you've sold your eggs, that they're like, oh, well, I wish I could do that. And it's like, well, you can, but you're just not going to eat as much. You're not good enough. It's so hard. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot harder. And there's a lot more that goes into it. But Miss Mariah, tell us a little bit about your egg donation. You've been doing that for a couple years now. I did. So I've done it four times. Fun fact, you could do it six times in your lifetime. How they decide this? I don't know. Don't ask me that question. Uh, but I mean, really what happened is I, we, I graduated college in 2015. I know that probably makes you sound old now, but fucking whatever. <laughs> uh, and I was just really fucking poor. So I was like, okay, like let's, I saw it on Craigslist of all places. I Craigslist. saw it. Yeah, I know. Uh, an ad that was like, <laughs> you can make $48,000 selling your eggs, which like isn't a hundred percent a lie, but like, we'll get into that. There's truth in advertising is very different there, but it was like a whole thing where you have to sign up, you have to give baby pictures, tell all about your family. I got psych tested like so many fucking times, uh, genetic testing, and then yeah, whole thing. And it took probably like a year and a half before I got matched with a couple. And just imagine like your hinge profile, but it's on a website. (laughs) For parents to, like, scroll through and be like, oh, she plays the violin. I don't play the violin. Uh, but she plays the violin, and she's good at science, and she's 6'4", and we just think she's pretty, so we're gonna pay her money for her eggs. Uh, and so you're just, like, waiting for someone to like you? Uh, yeah, it's very weird. <laughs> Forever waiting for someone to like us. And you can have, like, either an open or a close, just, like, adoptions, but with egg things. So basically you can can or cannot get updates on the kid's life. Mine are all technically open. But I've just never, inter- I've gotten one letter from them. Uh, but yeah, so I've done four of them. Three of them were good. Like nothing, like it went according to plan. Oh man, that one. And then one was not so great. So like very short version of how egg donation works is you go in, they do a baseline. They like stick a essentially a medical dildo up you and look <laughs> at your ovaries. And they're like, oh yeah, you look like a good chicken. Uh, and then they give you like two to three different medicines that you inject yourself every day for like two weeks. Yeah. Uh, Which like, that's not super hard. You basically feel like super bloated and fat and hormonal and it's not a great time, but like the actual act of sticking a needle in your stomach is really not that bad. And then based on your cycle, you get another shot that basically tells all of your eggs, eggs rely or sit in a follicle in your ovary. So like 
it's a nesting situation, and that basically releases your eggs, and at a very specific time, it's like 24 and a half hours, bullshit, it's like very specific time, they, they put you to sleep, not like a dog, like, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for your eggs, you are now dying, <laughs> they like put you under anesthesia, and they like sit you up on these stirrups, and one time I had this like, uh, it's probably was like, it felt like it was like a two foot around light just shining straight at my vagina. <laughs> uh, you're in stirrups, naked from the waist down. They put you under, and they basically take this needle, and I've seen it. It's like 14 inches long. Oh, I assume what? not. I assume not all of that is in your body, but like they are prepped and ready to go as deep as they need to, and they stick a needle into the side wall of your vagina because your ovaries are technically not attached to your fallopian tubes. What? Doctors, if you're listening to this, I know that's not 100 percent correct, but like just. Go with me on that. <laughs> um, they like stick it up, and every little egg that's being released, they just and pull Suck it out. Suck them all out like boba, basically. Yeah, it's like a giant yes. boba straw. Yes, your eggs are like boba. <laughs> and then you like wake up. They make you go pee. Uh, it kind of hurts. Like prom- I don't know. I don't have very bad period cramps, but I would probably liken it to bad period cramps. Okay. Uh, and then they send you on your way, and you can't like you can't walk. You can't. Well, you can walk. But like you're can't not be supposed, super physical. Yeah, act, you can't do any physical active. activities because you you could die, which people glance over. But you could also lose an ovary. It'll like the same way men Why? can lose a testicle from it. Like I, can't, I think it's called torsion, but I'm not 100. Oh yeah, it, like twists on itself. Yeah. yeah. It can do that. That or, used to happen with an ex, yeah. Oh, fucking, that sucks. Yeah. You can lose an ovary, though, and it just, like, dies, and then you get septic, and it's this whole thing. Oh, or you just, which is what happened to me my first time, is you just retain so much water that that causes a medical emergency. I remember that. I didn't actually go because no one, they were not very informative. That's the whole thing about them, like, not giving you as much information as they should. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't pee or poop for, like, 14 days. It was the whole thing. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I made, the first time I made $8,000 okay. and then each subsequent one I made $12,000. So I don't even know what that is. 36 plus eight math. I thought it was 44. more than that, but that's still a good chunk of change. Yeah. Well, cause, and then the, I was supposed to do a fifth one. So like I said, my last donation wasn't a good time. Basically the doctors just like fucked up the anesthesia process and they didn't take accountability. And I woke up in the middle of in it. In the middle. Yeah. Which and they didn't stop. They yeah. didn't stop. And there are some countries in the world <clears throat> where they don't put you under, but I can't fucking imagine it. So, and I know what I described with the needle. You're thinking what I thought. They stick it through the sidewall of your vagina once, and then they, like, hoover it up, like, right? No. They, like, take it in and out. Oh. So, and, like, a normal person, like, if you're having, uh, like, IVF issues or, like, you're having, you can't conceive on your own, you need help, you'll usually produ- produce between, like, one in ten follicles. They, they'd be, like, super excited about that. But an egg donor, you're somewhere, like, not a bad egg donor, but, like, below average would be, like, 25. A okay. good one is, like, 35. Mariah's over here being, like, a fucking ace fucking chicken, and I had 52 eggs that time. Sweet Jesus. That's 52 needle pokes. Oh. I was not a lot awake for all of them, but probably, like, a quarter of them because they just didn't want to put me under again. Yeah, she woke up and was like, ow, that hurts. I can feel that. And they were like, shh, no. I can feel you stabbing my insides. Please stop. So I just didn't do the other one, but that one was supposed to be 15. But if anybody's interested in this, I would say you have to do a lot of like mental searching, whether it's worth it yeah. for you or not. Uh, but make if you do it, make sure they're paying you well, because I know uh, in some states like in Arizona, there's this one agency and they're like, oh, we're the best for egg donation. And they pay like 3000 a thing. No. And you have to like take off work and stuff. Yeah. But there is serious money in it. Mm-hmm. Say if you don't want kids and you don't worry, like you're not fucking worried about what's happened to your ovaries, that would be a great option for you. Or if you like me, 
were just a fucking poor college kid and this was the way to make money. Uh, and I was just not cool enough or confident. For some reason, I was confident enough to give my jeans to somebody else, but not to get on the stage and dance. So, like, <laughs> in the end, it's still selling your body. There's there's so many different ways that we sell our bodies. And if you think about yeah. it, we all, we all technically sell our bodies and our souls, depending on our jobs, uh, every single day and just going to work. Like, yeah, if you're a doctor, then you work with your hands. Or if you're in construction, you work with your – I mean, I guess you are working with your whole body, but it's a lot more physical. So you're selling your body for a certain price and a yeah, certain time. Yeah, your knees are taking that. Like, you're, degre- you're degrading. It's not degrading. <laughs> <laughs> you're breaking down one way or another. Like, it's just that sexist taboo. Like, which is weird because, like, in theory, I was still using my sex organs the same way as an escort would. Or not the same way, but, like yeah. – But because one is considered, like – for a good cause, quote unquote, and, better. and one is not like you would have. Besides men, not, like being okay with it, you'd be surprised the amount of like fucking wasp, like white was it white Anglo-Saxon Protestant fucking. <laughs> that's what it is. Like fifty-year-old women who are like, oh, you did such a brave thing, but then if their daughter fucking ended up being a dancer or something, they would never speak to her again. Oh like, God forbid! Yeah, the the irony is so different because when it comes to doing sex work like dancing, I actually danced for about eight months pre-COVID and I fucking loved it oh my god it was so fun my shoes were seven inches and i was six she seven was walking beautiful around amazon just oh my all god. Like, she could, you could have been like a like the sexy spider just like <laughs> spider legs I'm on the back of my back <laughs> i'm picturing the mom the other mother from Coraline, but sexy and not evil okay or a little evil at the very the oh just a little bit evil yeah a little sprinkle so would i be the the set mom when she's a set mom or when she has a spider legs both Okay. It could be like a transformation in the middle of the song on stage. I like hit a thing and like smoke pops up. You have like a Spider-Man web that comes out and you like pick a guy and you like into the pole. They would love that. They would absolutely love that. Don't you dare disobey me, Coraline! Ah! That is so (laughs) weird. But it's it's so fun doing sex work and dancing and... Ultimately, okay, you, you get praised for selling your eggs because you're doing a good thing because you're giving back to the community, whatever, giving people a can of babies. Because I was desperate for money. Yes. <laughs> My desperateness for money. <laughs> I was pleasing men and making men happy. So it's like same, same, but different in the sense of, I mean, I guess girls would also come in. Honestly, I love dancing for girls more than guys because it was way more fun. Like bridal parties come in mm-hmm. and they're fucking putting dollars in their tits and shit and I'm motorboating their shit out like it was just so much fun Can you like, touch it was your so clip? i don't remember so they couldn't touch you on the floor you have four dances and then if you go back to vip then they can touch oh. you and that's like the whole angle okay. and that was something kind of with the consent thing that i was more comfortable with that maybe i shouldn't have been so comfortable with of times where okay funny story side tangent within a side tangent i have this move when giving a lap dance where i'm sitting on them and i have my thighs on their outside yeah, thighs on their outside, and I'll be like, hey, you want to see a trick? And they'll put their, I'll be like, put your hands here, and I'll take their hands and, like, put them on my thighs, and there would be times where they would put their hands more on my butt than on my thighs, which yeah, doesn't bother me. Yeah, but was the, it the inch and a mile? Mm-hmm, yeah, but there were times that it was okay, and then I was like, okay, like, this guy's cool, and then, then there were different times where I was like, mm, not a big fan of that, and then, like, I would move their hands, or one of the guards would come up and be like, hey, man, like, if you want to touch like that, I gotta take back to VIP. But doing this move, this is the... First night that I was dancing ever, I was very intoxicated because alcohol definitely makes it a lot easier and gives you that courage of like, I can go up there and shake my titties for money. And I'm sitting on this guy's lap and I'm like, oh, you want to see a trick? (laughs) He's like, yeah, sure. And how the club was, was there, there was these long benches and then these glass mirrors behind it. So I have him put his hands on my thigh. I bend backwards, touch the ground with my hand. 
and go to like pull myself up and come up way too fast, (laughs) way too aggressive and bash my head on the mirror behind him. I Absolutely thought you hit hilarious. him. I didn't know no, you No, I, I almost did. No, there was a big old smudge from my makeup forehead <laughs> on there. And he's like, oh my, like, it's like, wub, 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 And he's like, oh my God, are you okay? I was like, oh, I just really <laughs> oh, oh, But it was so much fun. And it's it's such a good workout. You meet some really cool people. And it, it, it's funny because society will look down upon you, those waspy Karens. And they judge the girls that are dancing and doing what they're doing, but you're not talking about the men and judging the men. Oh, there's and definitely like what some jealousy doing. in there too from those women. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. But as a society whole, we always look down on the strippers, but never the people that are paying the strippers or paying the sex workers. Like we wouldn't be doing it if you guys weren't paying us. I'm not gonna do this shit for free. Do you think that's because they like secretly under all our misogyny, yada yada for generations that somehow we know that there's actually nothing wrong with it? And that's why, like, besides the fact that men have so many more rights, whether, like, officially mm-hmm. in the books or not, that they're just like, oh, this is wrong, and I'm angry about it because I'm a grumpy person, and so I'm going to take it out on her because she's the easy prey, but I also know, like, I get it, so I'm not going to yell at him. Interesting. I hadn't thought about it like that. Neither did I till just now. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank this you. is hard TED talk. I'm just a guest. <laughs> You met like so many different guys when you were there too, or just so like so many different people, and and honestly, everybody was pretty cool. I don't ever recall really having anybody that was super weird. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm pretty good at reading a room, but I do have to say, as an outgoing person, I am, and how like confident I am as like walking up to people. It's scary to be standing there in a club. Yeah, and you I have can to imagine. like stand there and look sexy. You're like, okay, who's gonna be my next victim? You're who's a gonna be my next person? Yeah, and and then going up to someone and being like, hey, like, can I sit down? Yeah, blah, blah. and them saying no, and you're like. Cool, cool, chill, chill. Talk to you later. <laughs> oh, it's so scary. I feel like there's so many, like, when we talk about our parents and how they view sex work, first of all, most of them just think escorting. They forget that there's, like, a whole other world. So much that goes into it now. But they think it's just, like, a prey, th- or, like, that those girls are being preyed upon, which I think yeah. people don't think about egg donation, that we were definitely being preyed upon. But at the same time, there's so many men, women, non-binary now that choose sex work because they enjoy it and they like get a thrill from it and it's what honestly what they're good at like you're great at customer service so it makes sense that if you're also <laughs> if you're also fucking sexy why would you not put those together let me service all the customers let yeah, me help you out like, here i love ravens <laughs> like evolution into different sex work and like exploring different things uh, episode two about kinks all about it if you don't know i'm also the one that edits these so like, yes Mariah's i know the episode <laughs> She puts all the pieces together. Uh-huh, but in more ways than one. So we're here to take down, not take. We're here to empower men, but also to take them down. Yeah, and to take all their money because why not? And well, you said you have met so many different people on OnlyFans too, like besides dancing. Yeah, so I stopped dancing when COVID happened because of COVID, and my vanilla day job got really busy, so I didn't need to anymore. Um, and then when, once things started to calm down a little bit, I got onto OnlyFans cause it was like everybody and their mothers was making one. So it's like, yeah. why not? And it's very interesting and it's really cool. And it's honestly, I like it a little bit more than dancing. You don't make as much money. Well, as much money as quickly dancing, you can go home with like a grand, $500 like that night. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So with, with doing it online, you have to wait for the money to transfer into your account and have to, have to go through all the things, but it is a lot of work and it's definitely not something that's easy to do. And that's something that I've struggled with my platform is staying consistent. And when I first started, I was kind of talking to my ex still at the time and we weren't actually together, but we were still like hanging out and yeah. doing whatever. And it was COVID. Like it was, and the whole world thought it was going to end. And so he kind of got in my head about it. 
which I regret happening because I had a lot of followers. Because when you first get started, people are stoked to see you naked. They're like, I want to see your butthole and vagina. Like, oh my gosh, this person's doing it. And there's people that will sign up just for a month just to like see what it is and what's going on. Uh, So when I first started, I had a lot of followers. And then in feeling weird about it and almost feeling bad about it and like shameful, which you shouldn't. Because we all have internalized bullshit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I I definitely let the opinions of outside people weigh on me more than it should because they're not paying my bills. They're not helping me get by. Like, why does it matter? Like, no one's touching me. No one's no one's actually like directly interacting with me, and that's. And we all have cool. those pictures on our camera, fucking roll anyway. Yeah, you're Yours already are just taking them. Fancier. Yeah, you're you're already taking them, and like I don't do anything crazy on mine, then because nudes never die, people. They will live forever, and the idea of my butthole living for the rest of my life, and me being an old lady with Mariah in our farm one day. I would frame it. I will. I, I other people are going to be framing it. That's going to be the thing. There's going to be my butthole videos floating uh, around. I have the original. I'm sorry, <laughs> yours is worth nothing now. Technology is going to be like three D and of one butthole. And, oh, a one of one, one butthole. Yeah. I like that. I like that. But it, it's definitely an interesting world. But if you are consistent on it, and I've just been getting into Twitter. Twitter is the fucking wild west. There's no rules on Twitters on twitters on twitter and honestly i don't really know why people pay for porn like i'm glad that they do because hey subscribe and follow but there's so much free shit out there and and that's something that kind of confuses me too when doing OnlyFans is okay you're putting out this stuff on twitter to try to attract people to your page and get you to come in but if you're having if you're posting like full sex tape videos what else do you have to give them? Like, I don't even post my nipple. Like, I, I'll, I'll, I'll cover it's up my nipple. It's a smart way like, to do it, yeah. Yeah, because people want to have, like, want to see more, want it's to see your clothes. Right? Yeah, the, 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 it's that fantasy. And if you've already given them the whole enchilada, they're like, well, I got the enchilada. Why would I go get more? And you get requests, right? Like, what was that request that you got with the guy, the degradation guy? Oh, my gosh. This, was, this wasn't even when I was doing OnlyFans. This was, like, two years ago. This dude, this random guy found me on Instagram. Oh, my gosh. I have another story for you that I <laughs> forgot about that's through facebook we'll talk about that next um so this guy reached out to me on instagram D- didn't know who he is and like at the time i wasn't doing OnlyFans. i wasn't posting that i was you're just trying to hot. be yeah I was, I was just being hot and this guy reaches out to me and he's like such hey, a hard life you have i'm just hot and people just want to pay me to be hot it's so difficult it's ugly like duckling full hair. circle seriously though but i appreciate this because i was so ugly for so long and had to work so hard to get here it wasn't always like this i swear <laughs> we'll have to post pictures they're so oh, bad throwback pictures so, lord there's this one picture of mariah and we stuck lifesavers all over her face when oh. halloween your poor skin poor skin it was the beginning of the end there <laughs> <laughs> but back to this dude so this guy dms me on instagram he's like hey can i page you to degrade me I'm like absolutely sir and this is when i worked at my old job And I was working the front desk. So I'm at the front desk checking people in while degrading this dude and being like, you're a fucking piece of shit. You have a small dick. He's like, can can I send you a picture of my penis? I'm like, I don't even want to see it. It's a waste of my time. We talked for maybe two, three days or so. We we stopped talking because he didn't want to pay me anymore. Like passively, right? And he's all hey, I want you to watch me masturbate. And I'm like, you're fucking disgusting, gross. Like, okay, what? tell me exactly what you want. He's like, I want you to either tell me to masturbate into a shot glass and drink it or masturbate on a banana and eat it. Like, well, obviously, I want you to masturbate on a banana. That's fucking gross. It's interesting. Like, he could have just as easy told himself this. Like, think about that. Yeah. Like, he obviously, it's interesting that the commodity is, like, you and your voice. Not obviously, it's because you're beautiful, but, like, 
these men have the ability to do what they want for themselves. So it's specifically the female or the other person degrading them and yeah. talking them down to get them to that mindset and to of whatever willingness to do it. Yeah, to for whatever reason. It's like someone know, pumping you up to get that last rep. <laughs> pumping you up by pushing you down. <laughs> Interesting. Meta. I'm into it. Interesting. But yeah, watch this guy come on a banana and eat it. And I think I made was like, it. How how ripe a banana was it? It was very ripe. I'd say it was like how I like my bananas when they're just done being green and they're still kind of firm. I think that's the normalness. I thought you were going to say it was like a real like ruddy banana bread brown and you should have made them get an old banana. I should have. That would have been better. That would have been better. Same squishy consistency. <laughs> no, I, they taste different. I don't like the, the, the sweetness because they get sweeter. That's why you use it in banana did, bread. Did he have a reason for the banana? I have, a, I have a reason for asking this. I think he just, I think it was just what, what was around. A lot of men, like, obviously, sexuality is fluid. We know this. But a lot of men will suppress that. So it'd be interesting, not that I'm his fucking psychiatrist or anything, <laughs> that he was like, I'm going to choose the penis-shaped fruit instead of the, what would a vagina be? An orange, I guess, would be the closest. An orange or an apple. If you were to cut it out of, like, the center. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Pear. Oh, but this guy on Facebook. So I was hanging out with my cousins and brother. I never go on Facebook. Who goes on, on Facebook these days? But I was on there because I'm trying to sell some concert tickets. i got to tell you about that. Um, this random dude slides into my DMs and, oh, this was back from April. I was on messenger and I don't ever go on there unless I have like an actual reason. Mm-hmm. And this dude sent me a message from April saying, Hey, can I pay you a hundred dollars to kick me in the balls? And I saw in it. Person. Yeah. In, in, in person. And I saw it and so I responded. I was just like, LOL, LOL, LOL. And then he goes and starts breaking it down of, I'll pay you a hundred dollars to kick me in the balls. You'll get 10 kicks and if I this and was if not you his first time. Make me cry within X amount of kicks, then I'll give you three hundred dollars. <laughs> what? Honestly, I didn't respond. Why is there a math formula behind it? I'm down to degrade men and I'm down to talk down to them, but I don't know how I feel about causing you physical harm and like actually like beating the shit out of you or kicking you in your balls like that's because because that could be like long-term effects that how do i know you're not going to come after me for like oh you well if you have the messages it would be consenting like i guess to you doesn't matter if that they're secretly getting enjoyment out of it like would that make it worse or better or nothing i don't know i guess i have to think about it more but i've never Uh, is it different than like if you were with a girl or a submissive of a different gender that wanted to be choked or slapped during sex like, obviously, this is the severity of it, but the idea of hurting someone for their enjoyment. I guess that's the same thing. Because, I mean, I like being choked. You just but went I'm from zero to 100 real fast. It's, it's the same thing, but I, I just, I don't know. I feel like it's... I guess when it comes to choking, and I don't necessarily like my face being slapped, but I like my ass and thighs being slapped. I like my face sometimes. I think it depends on the situation and the person and how it's done. And it it happened like once or twice before. And I was like, okay, that's kind of hot. But then someone else did it. And I was like, you just slapped me. (laughs) You just slapped me. Like, why'd you do that? So I I don't think it's the mindset and the comfortability that you have with that person Mm -hmm. in that relationship. But I feel like with kicking somebody, like you're trying to intentionally. But if that's what they want, I don't know. Because like when I get choked, like, yes, I want you to choke me. But I don't want you to legitimately choke me out and make me pass out. I do kind of fancy about it like one time just to like take it to that level. But still, that's scary. Like what if my neck collapses or something happens or I have crazy bruises? I'm like, oh. I mean, safe, sane, and consensual, everyone. Yeah, always, always. So I I guess I'd really have to think on that. But I I didn't respond to that kid. And then looking at his his profile, he looks like he needs fucking tweens. Like he's some BMX person dude i don't know it was interesting was he illegal illegal no like legal age (laughs) 
Oh, you know, I didn't look at his age. I didn't look at his birthday thing. I just looked because he, he only had like profile pictures and where it gives you the update that shows you their That's picture. That's the thing. If you're a teenager or younger, hopefully not younger, um, while well, you can have fantasies and like with the amount of media, which Brenda kind of talked about in like episode one, you can have your fantasies. But in theory, you should not be, you should only be exploring them by yourself with yourself. Yes. Like, yes, we all know fucking people of 16 and younger have sex with people their own age. However, technically it's still not legal, not necessarily 100% good for your development. And you 100% should not be with anyone over the age of 18. Yeah, you don't want to be some some young kid, some young buck, and have a super older person be like, let me teach you and training you. That's fucking Stockholm Syndrome. That's not not cool. That's not hot. That's not what we're trying to do here. Our point is, like, kinks of any kind are valid. You just got to... Just wait it out, and it'll get better. Especially because, like, people yeah. change. I don't think Raven thought that when she was younger, she would be into degrading men, or that this was going to be her future. <laughs> like, I definitely didn't expect, like, I have my own kinky set, but I also didn't think I was going to give my eggs and have children I didn't know running around the world that and make money from it. Uh, so you, your time will come. So just ch- fucking chill out for a second, okay? Chill out, Girl Scout. Fucking who knows. And, like, you will develop other kinks, too. I think that's the thing that we're piggybacking off your last episode, but... I think when we're younger, we obviously, like, different people are exposed in different amounts to it. But I think mm-hmm. that there is a severity escalation as you learn what you do and do not like. Yeah. And you you, you only learn that from interacting with people and having d- different experiences. So they are going to change. There's going to be things that you may have liked at first and then you don't. Or things you didn't even know about. Like, I have I really like talking dirty, but I've never been super comfortable doing it. And I mm-hmm. hooked up with this dude and he is super dirty talk like and it is so fucking hot to you or he wants it to him or both to me okay so and just being around him and interacting with him and and seeing how he talks like i now take that into the bedroom with me and it makes me feel super sexy and it's really fun to do with other people but it's definitely something that you have to get comfortable with and figure out and have some times of saying awkward things and being like you know that wasn't very sexy right there okay i'll work on that like mental no (laughs) but it's fun but kinks can change and it's all about who you meet and who you hang out with and different people or, or someone could introduce you to a kink and then you don't like it with that person, but then you're 100%. with somebody else and they do the same thing and you're like, wow, I actually enjoy this. And it's just all about being comfortable with that person, interacting and communicating and making sure everything is consensual and you're talking about it and we're on the same page. But go out there and be kinky. So that kind of goes with one of the questions that you got on your Instagram about... Oh, yeah. uh, up? I'm paraphrasing the question. Basically, it was... As someone that's in a sex worker, and we now know that that's a spectrum, does that impact how you have relationships and, like, what you consider a real relationship or, like, how... Being a dancer changes your perspective on relationships and dating because people are paying you for your time. So you get into this mindset of, why would I waste my time with somebody that's not serving my higher purpose? If your higher purpose is to be in a relationship, to marry them, to date them, or just to take money from them because you're at work and you're doing your job. Yeah. But it makes you view situations a little differently, but I think it makes you value yourself and your time more because when you strip, it's you make as much money as you put out there as, as how hard you work that night. If you don't talk to any any dudes, then you're not going to make any money. So it's, it's putting yourself out there and giving yourself that confidence and thinking like, okay, I want to work five hours tonight. My goal is to make $1,000. That's 200 bucks an hour. How many people do I need to talk to? What kind of conversations do I need to have? What kind of interactions do I need to have? And then taking that outside of the club, it's why would I waste my time with somebody that isn't serving my higher purpose? They're not helping me do anything. And like, maybe I don't even want to have sex with you. Like, ah, so it's like, what? I feel like that makes it sound kind of transactional, but it's definitely not. I would just say, if anything, it's more, it makes you more aware. 
and in you and when you dance like you have all this like actual cash and i definitely think there's something that gives you a confidence and almost like a subtle cockiness when you have excessive amounts of cash because when it comes to to funds these days like we all have our cards and we don't actually touch money so to have that money and then to see it you're like i'm a fucking bad bitch dude i got my cats playing with my hundred dollar bills rolling around in them while i'm eating rolled tacos at four o'clock in the morning like it's great but it definitely i I would just say just makes you value your time more and realize how important your time is and that it's important to not waste that time on people whether you're trying to be with them at work in a relationship date them whatever just valuing your time more and making it more important yeah so going off the it's kind of a piggyback since i creeped on your questions earlier uh, you had a question that basically was like, since you're open about being an OnlyFans, because it's on your Instagram and things, mm-hmm. um, do men approach you differently when they know that you're a sex worker, sex worker in this case being the OnlyFans? Definitely. It's really funny. <laughs> the, one of the first things that dudes will say to me when, when I tell them that I have an OnlyFans, they're like, oh, would you need help making some content? Like, I'd love to help you make some content. Like, oh, yeah, so you want to fuck me and film me? Cool, you're totally not the first dude to offer that. Like, thank you so much. You think like, your dick is that special? You think your dick is that special? Get the fuck out of here. No, I don't put content out like that, sir. Like, so it's, it's and it's funny because also when, when you tell people, men, that you're into sex work and that you strip and do stuff, they automatically think that they can just be sexual with you and they, they can touch oh, you. Oh, back to the consent. And it goes back to the consent that just because I get paid to take my clothes off or just because I post my titties online does not mean that you have the right to talk down to me, to treat me differently, to act different around me, or even fucking touch me and be sexual because you think that's okay. Because, oh, well, well she strips and that's what she gets paid to do. Like, yeah, but I'm not at work right now. Even at work, you can't touch me like that. Those are the same people that leave their shopping cart in the middle of the road and they're like, it's there job to go collect it when there's oh. obviously a corral for the fucking carts right to there. go in right there same type of people same type of chad it's definitely interesting with dating as well with stripping or past stripping and being on OnlyFans. some guys definitely get weird about it and it's like all all dudes want to have a hot model girlfriend until they have oh, a yeah. hot model girlfriend and then they're like oh wow people talk to her and acknowledge her and like want to interact with her and buy her drinks or buy you presents send me presents i have an amazon wish list it'll be in the show notes i'll add it we'll put both our wish lists on there and you guys send us all the money it'll be great but it's it's definitely a different perspective and a a different mindset that you have to have because you're sharing your spouse with people in ways that you don't normally share i mean you don't usually share your spouse if you're in a classic uh monogamous yes um situation so it's finding something that's somebody that's comfortable and okay with that and a lot of dudes think that they're okay with that and then once it really starts to happen and they're in the thick of it they're not comfortable with it and they don't like it and then it's a whole thing of well you met the you met the stripper at the strip club and now your tongue or she can't strip yeah pay my bills then bro like this is what i'm making weekly this this is what i'm making monthly if you're really serious about wanting to lock this sexy bitch down then we have to talk funds because as much as i enjoy or I, i used to enjoy dancing it's not what I want to do forever. And that shit's hard on your bodies. I was six, seven in my heels. And being that I was so tall, it was hard for me to do pole tricks. Funny story. Uh, one of the last times I was dancing pre-COVID, I was getting comfortable with doing some tricks because I have, I have a pole at my house. And I was like, hey, guys, you want to see a trick? And they're like, yeah. Go to fucking pull myself up on the pole and aggressively bash my head into the <laughs> ceiling. I mean, I was... I was going up there to fucking to Jesus and I bashed my head on the ceiling. Spider-Man dropped down and caught myself. They loved it. She fucking hurt. I had a knock on top of my head, but they paid me extra for it. It was great. 
So now that you've gone into like the degradation scene with guys and like other things, I'm assuming you've had other conversations with people. Yeah. A lot of people are into the degradation as a king. And I actually, I am prepared. You can see my Virgo <laughs> rising here. Um, I pulled up a quote from Amber Rose and she, there's like this, uh, it's from Elite Daily. And it's basically a bunch of celebrities and what their kinks are. And it says Amber Rose likes to make men squirm. And her quote is, I like to take a really rich, powerful man and make him squirm like a little bitch. I get off on that. And that's from Amber, her show, the Amber Rose show. But now that you've like kind of gotten to the it. degradation, yeah. What are some tips for people that like want to maybe like ease into it? They don't want to kick somebody in the balls. They don't fucking want to like, hmm. uh, I don't know, like come in a shot glass. But like, <laughs> say you have a monogamous partner, like someone you're familiar having sex with. What do we think that they should like ease their way into with? Okay. I definitely think you should talk to your partner spouse beforehand and make sure that this is something that they want Or someone's to do. getting their feelings hurt. Someone's getting their feelings hurt. <laughs> Everybody wants to be called a dirty slut until you're actually called a dirty slut. And then you're like, I'm not a dirty slut. I'm not a whore. Like, what? So to not be too aggressive, I would talk with your spouse and partner before. And instead of using words like whore and slut, because those are a little harsher, I feel like sometimes, Mm -hmm. call somebody a dirty girl or a dirty boy, dirty man. Say, "Mm, like, you've been a a dirty girl today and I'm going to fuck you however they like it yeah i'm gonna fuck you sideways because you've been a bad girl and a dirty girl so you're still degrading them and you're still talking down to them to an extent a little bit but it's not like you're a fucking whore i'm gonna split your vagina in half like or you could even uh like maybe you're not gonna call them dirty or degrade them but maybe what their actions are doing so like say if it's somebody's not wearing underwear or something be like oh only dirty girls don't wear underwear so it's not like I'm not calling you. I'm just saying you happen to be doing. You just happen to be doing it. It makes you a dirty girl. And then I feel like that's, like, for me, like, I love being called a good girl. Like, mm-hmm. ugh, God, just thinking about it makes me wet. Which is the opposite. Which is the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> but just, like, having somebody say that to you and kind of plant that little seed in your brain. And then throughout your day, you're like, mm, I'm a dirty girl. Like, I'm not wearing underwear. I'm a good girl. Like, I'm not wearing underwear, depending on what the it's almost like backhanded is. praise is really what degradation is if you think about yeah. it like someone yeah. calls you like fucking a cum dumpster <laughs> uh, we're <laughs> laughing but some people like this it'd be like someone's calling you that because they're having sex with it and they obviously enjoy either coming in on you around you yeah whatever so you're feeling good because you're getting yeah. noticed essentially yeah. just like with it's bad attention is still attention but sometimes you just want to be a cum dumpster <laughs> sometimes you do <laughs> porn is an easy way like obviously porn is a theatrical production yeah however you can take stuff from scripts That's oh fine. totally yeah and you could even have like a little maybe pre-script in your head don't sound too like a robot but maybe if you have like a like a couple phrases like you probably know what they like already yeah hopefully. yeah you're a dirty girl you've been a bad girl you could always do some sort of like teacher student play on things and yeah. do like oh you've been a naughty girl like i need to punish you because you didn't turn your homework in or something or like maybe some fun way to introduce it like if you live with your spouse and you come home and maybe the your spouse didn't do the dishes or didn't put away clothes or something like come into the room and then like you've been a naughty girl and you'd be like what do you mean i'm just here on my ipad and be like you've been a naughty girl you didn't put away the dishes like i need to punish you for that like that could be a fun way to bring into it it's like a role play intro to it yeah yeah and so like you can talk dirty to me a little bit but it's like no really bitch there's dirty dishes in the sink and half of sex is like the excitement that it's either going to happen or the satisfaction that it already happened yeah and then thinking about it like i fucking i love bruises hickeys on my neck we're not in fucking high school guys don't do that shit anymore it's trashy i love hickeys talk to your counterpart (laughs) (laughs) location 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 hickeys on the boobs on butts inner thighs that's cool same with bruises but on the neck 
Mm, not cute. I think there's also like a like a last point to the degradation thing is it's probably one of the, I'm gonna say like the lighter kinks or like lighter uh like wordplay. We're gonna I don't think wordplay is the correct thing we're gonna go with that. But it's important, especially with when you're trying to hurt somebody's feelings essentially, <laughs> to have that aftercare, whether you're actually uh, in an official subdom situation, yes. but just to be like, Hey, I said this. Either you know it's not true and I love you and I love your ass without the marks and I love your shoulders that you're not a skinny guy. Or you just be like, hey, did you like this? And they like, yeah, give back information because you never want to like pick something. You're like, I'm always going to tell them they have a big nose. Uh, Come (laughs) to find out like a year later and they're like, I'm really insecure about my nose now because you keep saying this to me. Mm -hmm. So you should really check in with your partners. Aftercare is always important. I think we mentioned it. I mentioned in my previous episodes. Anytime you do anything sexual, even if you're not doing anything crazy in sex, even after having sex, it's always good just to sit there and just, I mean, you don't have to cuddle the person. Some people don't like being touched. Yeah, but just like chill. Talk about it. Reflect on your day. Especially if you're doing really intense things, it's really nice just to decompress and talk about things and work through it and be like, okay. You're a dirty cum dumpster. (laughs) Thank you, Mariah. (laughs) Thank you. And that's okay. And we can just talk about it. But you always want to do aftercare. Always talk with your partner. Always consent. And just make sure everybody's on the same page. Go out there and get fucking freaky with it, guys. You want to give us a, a little degradation to send us off? What, what do you want to... What do you want to... Hopefully... If you're not consenting to this, please log off now. However, <laughs> we have a couple words for you. You're a dirty little friend for listening to a sex podcast in public. I should punish you for being so naughty. But you'd probably enjoy it too much. I think the only way you're going to make it up to us is if you like, subscribe, and share with your friends. Because this is... Raven After Dark! (laughs) (laughs) I got me a little (laughs) aroused, a little flustered right now. I'm like, oh God, right. I'm a dirty old girl. (laughs)